Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons & Dragons. My name is Scott Riley. I'm your Story Master, and we're going to kick it off with an introduction to the Wish Upon a Star campaign, episode 27, and I've got my whole party. Eugene, how you feeling? Feeling like 27 episodes is a pretty big number. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of us. We've got to give ourselves a pat on the back after this episode's over. Speaking of pats on the back, Osmit, how's your chest? No, absolutely wonderful. So let's get ready to heal some beak and scratch wounds after this. I'm about it. I'm about it. Uh, what about Dragonfire? Anyways, Einar, how you doing over there? I'm a little grumpy. Yeah? How's your AC? Mm, I'm not worried about that. Sabine, you want to tell us, uh, say hi and tell us how cool your dress is again? I'm ready to roll with me hand axes. Nice. And nice. looking fabulous. And looking fabulous while doing it. 10 plus your dex mod. Isby, how are we feeling? Always feeling fantastic. All right, I like it, I like it. And uh, I think last but not least, Logan, where are we at? Uh, I'm enjoying this uh, corn cake, I think, with meat and, and, and cheeses and peppers like and tomato sauce in it it's very good so you see it's not really a cake though because it's open face it's like a semi it's like a half circle right a semicircle that has yeah, stuff it, in it it's real good yeah we'll have to find I'm out where that came from yeah <laughs> i gotta go there oh man you're not gonna like where that came from anyways just imagine just imagine logan in the middle of, of, Me of like mexico hey i freaking love this place <laughs> this is these are my people <laughs> Forget the storm truck. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till you find hey. out where that came from. Hey, how much for that Luchador mask? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and that is how it began. El Tigre. Alright, now we're getting into crossover stuff. Alright, back on track. So our scene unfolds as follows. Ginger's alehouse erupts in chaos. as three owlbears burst through the front door. And at the same time, you guys notice vines begin to grow and encompass all of the doors and windows leading out. People are falling over themselves as they rush out the back door of Ginger's. And you're all, to remind you of what your surrounding is, you're in the back left table of Ginger's alehouse. There is a large center column where two hearths are going with an open fire. And there is a broken door about... 40 feet in front of you and to the left because you guys are all back your backs are all to the back wall where three hour bearers have just crashed in and they're knocking over tables several of the shelves with alcohol that line the ceiling of the alehouse have been broken down and they're roaring and the vines are just now starting to close up all the windows and the doors as we decide to roll initiative Oh, owl bears! you suck. Eugene's at a seven. All right, so we'll take it from the top. Does everybody have their initiative? Yep. Uh, give me 25 to 20. 20 to 15? 15. 15. 17. Isby? Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, so Isby's at 17. Logan's at 15. We will take it from there to... Uh, 15 to 10, or 10 to, 14 to 10. 10. 
right. Einar is 10. Nobody else? Okay. Uh, nine to five. Eight. Seven. Okay. Are we up? We're enjoying food. We got caught off guard. You're right. Sabine, what are you at? The lovely number three. The lovely number three. All right. My lucky number. Let's dance, baby. All right, and so owl bears are wow. Well, guys, don't feel too bad. Owl bear one. Uh, Eugene, what's your dex modifier? Uh, two. <clears throat> oh, you win. Owl bear number two, and then owl bear number three. All right, so as you all gather your strength and get ready for battle, you hear Fixstar muttering arcane words. And Osmit, you recognize some of these words and recognize the spell. He's apparently casting the haste spell, but he's doing something strange. You notice that he's casting it with one hand and summoning an orb of energy with the other hand. And as he collects the arcane magic together, he takes the orb and... As he shoots the spell out, he puts the orb that he's used from the other hand in front of it, and the spell splits into two directions. And because of percentile dice, Osmit and Sabine get the haste spell cast on them. You notice this is taking a lot of his energy as he backs up into the corner. And he goes, don't worry, I'll back you up from here. And he puts himself in the back corner and just seems to be focusing on keeping you two sped up in a sense and we will start at the top of the initiative isby you are staring down three hour bears in a bar that is slowly being encompassed by vines what do you do all right i'm going to um i'm like all hyped up like shit so i'm going to in my haste i'm getting ready to transform into black bear mode but I pop out as a giant hyena. I love this. So yeah, the magical energy surrounds you and you pop out as a giant hyena. And in your haste, you know that you've messed the spell up, but you did it so quickly that you have time to perform another action. I'm going to run and jump on an owlbear. All right. So you run up and these owlbears are in a V formation for ease's sake. They're all right next to each other, two behind the leading one who seems to be a bit bigger and scruffier than the others. Do you want to attack the big one in the middle or one of the ones on the side? Give me that point. All right, so you just go right for the alpha. Go ahead and roll an attack as your hyena. Come on, Iz. Oh, no. And So you jump you jump on top of this owlbear, scratching at its face, but it is so massive and so large, you miscalculate the jump and only get a couple of light swaps in as you kind of fall on your butt right in front of it. And it does a strange hybrid of between an owl's hoot and a bear's roar. Edit, really cool sound effect here. Uh, don't edit really cool sound effect, just amplify that. Throw a 808 bass on it. All right, Isby, do you want to do anything else? That's all I got. All right, so just to remind you, because I know there are some newer players, uh, Sabine and uh, Osmit, you guys get a plus two to your AC. They're at 12 now. Okay. And speed is doubled. Yeah, and your speed is and doubled. And an additional action. Yep. So, so, sweetheart, so that means you can move. Uh, an extra 
How many and advantage on deck saves. So it's double your yeah d- advantage on deck saves plus two to AC. You get an extra action and you have double your move speed, which for Sabine is twenty five. So you can move fifty in a round without using any extra economy. The extra action is limited, but it doesn't really apply to speed. Yeah, no. Um, next on the initiative is Logan. Uh, I would like to rage. You are angry. Lightning visibly starts to small sparks start to come off of your shoulders as I assume you walk towards uh, Isby to back her up. Yeah, I'm going to walk directly towards uh, the Alpha. Uh, and then I would like to recklessly attack that, that Albert. Okay, go ahead, roll. Uh, 20, uh, hold on, uh, 27. 27 hits. Rad. Hold on. I had to find all my dice because I got them all fucked up. Just remember, there are going to be a bunch of cool sound effects in here, like slashing, glasses breaking. Imagine that's, it in your minds. That's 10 piercing. Yep. And one lightning. Okay. And then I would like to recklessly attack again. All right, roll it. Not 20. Yeah, yeah. crit him. So altogether, that's... So for the... Hold on, I'm counting. So, so 12, hold on, so 16 piercing and 6 lightning. Is that with the max damage dice as well? Yeah, it's max, that was max damage. Alright, so 16, how much lightning? Uh, wait, did I say 16? You said 16 piercing and how much lightning? Uh, six. Okay. Yeah, I rolled low on the second. You're good. So you... Um, Oh, go ahead. Do you have anything else? So you come in, and the owlbear seems very distracted with this giant hyena in front of it. And you waste no time just whipping your spear out and stabbing it right in the throat. Pulling it out and hitting the same spot a second time. But the second time you do it, you charge lightning through your hand and it visibly arcs through the spear and into the owlbear. It winces in pain, lets out a roar, and turns to face you. Uh, I would like it to make a dexterity saving throw. Got it. Ooh, hot damn, 19. Yeah, that passes. All right, damage? uh, Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, five. So as it roars at you and turns to focus its attention, you roar back, and just to show it you mean business, you send a second charge of lightning through the spear. Like, no, no, don't talk to me like that. Righteous. All right. Um, that'll be my turn. Einar, you're up. Uh, I'm going to walk forward, drawing the uh, Sword of Forgotten Kings out of its sheath. Raise my hand uh, and point two fingers at the ones in behind and at second level I'm going to cast call spear on both of them. Oh, nice. Alright, so they need to make wisdom saving throws? Correct. At a DC 13. Uh, Let's see. Wisdom. Okay, owlbears get a plus one. Come on, baby. Uh, Both pass. 
Well, that's my turn. Okay. They just growl at you in anger as you threaten them. Next is Owlbear number one. So the Alpha Alpha Owlbear turns to you, Logan, and growls ferociously as it raises its beak to try and bite you. And the dice giveth and the dice taketh away. A critical fail. But that's okay, because it's going to come up with one of its claws as it rakes, tries to rake its beak across your arm to remove the spear from its neck. It misses and does a 15 hit with the slashing. Did I lose him? Yes, he's muted. He's muted for some reason. Sorry, what happened? <laughs> uh, does a 15 hit? Does a 19 hit me? 15. 15 misses. Okay, so the Alpha Hour Bear tries to attack you twice and misses horribly. Osmit, you are up. Okay, I'd like to cast Guiding Bolt on the Alpha. Okay. Uh, dexterity saving throw? Uh, no, it's a spell attack roll. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Uh, that would be 15. That hits. Uh, 15 radiant. 15 radiant, got it. And then I would like to charge forward as I'm approaching. Uh, cast... Hmm. Oh no, never mind. Alright, so just run forward. Uh... As I make a sweep past it, I'll take attack of opportunity, but I would like to uh, hit it with the Shepherd's Crook. Okay, so you're sweeping past it, giving it an AO or an OOA or whatever? Yeah, my goal is to, with 60 feet of movement, just run past it, only provoking an attack from it, and then ending up somewhere um, probably closer to Fixstar. So Fixstar is behind you. He walked to the back corner behind you guys to cast haste on both of you. The owlbears are... Okay. I figured with 60 I could get forward and then back. Oh, yeah. So you you basically want to run up, bop it, and run back. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. Attack of opportunity. Uh, 13 to hit. Uh, 13 will miss. I don't think you've been hit by an attack of opportunity yet. Not yet. All right. That's the boy, yo. That's the boy. So go ahead and swat him as you come in for the quick in and out. I got a four... Uh, 14 to hit. 14 does hit. Alright. Eight bludgeoning. So, as this searing beam of radiant light blinds the owlbear for a second, while Logan's got a spear in it and there's a giant hyena in front of it, you run faster than you've ever run before. Smack it across the head with your shepherd's crook, and as you turn, you feel the slight gust of breeze of claws raking the back of your armor but no purchase is found and you make it all the way back to Fixstar safe and sound excellent anything else um no that's it Eugene you are up alright so uh who doesn't have a weapon Sabine Sabine has two hand axes in her dress yeah alright so I'm gonna conjure a battle axe and toss it to her um just say here you go and then as my bonus action um cast firebolt on the uh alpha owlbear so is the the conjuration is not a spell right it's a wizard ability it doesn't count as a spell 
Right, it just counts as an action. So then is Firebolt a bonus action cantrip? What's its speed? Uh, so it does say one action. So that's probably all I'm going to do then. Okay. So yeah, you see these owlbears come in and you look to Sabine who's like already ready to go and you're like, this will be useful. And you conjure up a... Describe this battle axe to me as you have full control over what it looks like. It is exceptionally pointy. <laughs> extra spikes. Yep, extra spikes. Um, almost like a mace. It has so many spikes. Oh, I love it. It's like... So there are like blades sticking off of the blade. It's just, it's very overwhelmingly pointy. It's a manual chainsaw. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Uh, anything else you want to do, Eugene? Uh, nope, I'm just going to start kind of flickering with fire in my hands to try to figure out fire spells. Okay. So seeing Logan as the largest threat... Both of the other owlbears kind of converge around you, Logan. You now have three owlbears around you, and they're both going to make attacks. I have a rules question for Cody. Reckless attack is any attack taken against the barbarian, right? Or is it just the target of the barbarian's attacks? It's any. It's no, no, no. Anyone gets a free shot. Cool. All right, so these two owlbears are going to attack you four times, twice with the beak and twice with the claws. Both are all of them at advantage. Four times each. So two beak attacks from each owlbear and two claw attacks from each owlbear. Oh, I thought you meant they each get Sorry. four attacks. Four times total. So 20, soft 20 to hit? Yep, it's. All right, let's see. Beak attack is a d10. I have all these dice. So that'll be three. So you take eight piercing damage as one of them tries to bite your arm and pull the spear out. And as it does that, it raises up a claw and it's half. So whatever damage I give you is the full damage. You can half it, all right? Yeah. It again comes up with its claws. There we go. There's a crit. And 2d8. So you're going to take 16 damage plus five is 21 and then 2d8. Uh, plus another 8, so you'll take 29 damage total from that owlbear. What's 29 halves? Yeah, so round down. You'll take uh, 14 instead. And then the second owlbear will come up to back its buddy up. So you are now locked in combat. Your spear is stuck in the alpha. This owlbear is grabbing at your arm, slashing at your side. And the other owlbear comes from the other side. Uh, 19 to hit. Uh, meets... All right, that will be a d10. You will take seven points of piercing damage as the beak tries to grab your leg and they try to pull you away from the alpha. We'll go for a second attack with the claw, and that will be another 19. Nice. 2d8. That'll be... 12 plus 5. So that'll be 17 slashing damage as you are just being dogpiled by these three owlbears. I'm doing math. Yep. So that are the owl, those are the owlbears' turn while Logan does all that math. Sabine, you are up, and as you turn to see these owlbears attacking Logan, suddenly a magical spiky great axe just falls right into your hands. Sabine uh, hollers with cheer. Aye, it's time to go! And she dashes towards uh, 
The is the Alpha one of the ones attacking Logan? They're all attacking. They are all attack you could have chosen any of them and been right. I want the Alpha one. All right. So you come alongside Isby on the left side of the Alpha. And what do you do? Remember, you have haste, so you have an extra action. Um, I'm going to use that beautiful, shiny, manual thing. I'm going to go to town. Okay. Go ahead. Swing away. 14. Uh, 14 does hit. Yes, sir. Seven plus five. Yes. Twelve. Twelve for the first strike. Okay. Swing again. I swing again. Yep. Nineteen. That hits. Eight. Eight. Thirteen. Thirteen does hit. Does hit. So you can take another attack attack action and you get two more swings. Yes, that does. Is that how it works, Cody? It's one attack only for me. Yeah. Else. You get one attack. Sorry. Oh, no. No, you don't eat that. She's going to eat. She, she's eating she dice before. Oh, great fail. So you come in and you are amazed at how fast you are. A dwarf has never run so fast. You come in heavy with the axe on the first swing and get it right in the shoulder. You pull it out and try and sweep its leg under, getting a large chunk of flesh out of where you think its ankle is. When you come up for the third attack and come down, it's seen you attack enough where it pulls back its head and Logan has to rip the spear out of the neck just so that his hand doesn't fall to your axe. Can I throw out an action charge? You can. That will give you... Now, I think that one does let you do extra attack. That does too. Yeah, that one will be the full swing. So yeah. an additional two. Hope if I got the dice into the tray. Nat 20. Yep. Okay, so go ahead and roll max damage and roll... Or so give it max damage and then roll your dice. So 17, then roll again. Then roll ones and twos. Six. Sorry, nine. 26. Yeah, that hits. Or, sorry, no, 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 damage. Blah. Yeah. All right, so this owlbear, it looks like it's on its last legs. As you basically cleave into its neck, evening out the side that Logan missed, it looks like it's falling down and beginning to bleed out, but it's still got Logan's arm in its mouth. All right, so I've got one more attack. Correct? You do. I'm going to use it. Great fail. So, again, you come down, but you are still not used to the speed of the haste spell. And you overcompensate for the swing and go wide and miss going over its head. Not well. Want to do anything with your bonus action? Can I? Yeah, you have a bonus action. You could... What you could do is use your night spell. And, well, no, you don't have any... You haven't lost any health yet. Oh, we can do is hit it. Yep. I'm going to hit it again. No, you can't. Why? <laughs> so you have to have two weapons to do a bonus action attack. If you lose, if you lost health, you can action search. Can I taunt you can it? You cannot. That is an attack action. So if you're low on health, you have your second one. And because of your night ability, everybody within 30 feet... It's your second one, but you're not you're not hurt. 
All right. Well, then I will. I will yield my. I'm done. Okay. So the next thing that happens after Sabine goes to town on this owl bear, the owl bear lets out a basically a death howl. Osmit and Isby, your passive perception is 16, correct? Uh, 18. Yeah. Anybody whose passive perception is above 16 or meets 16 starts to hear chanting from outside of the vines where the entry doorway was. And Osmit, specifically to you, the voices sound familiar to you as eight wolves suddenly appear as out of magic inside of Ginger's alehouse and they're all next to Fixstar. And we're just going to make them all act on the same turn. One, two. So four of them go directly for Fixstar. And every single one of them hit. I'll take that. We'll roll some dice. So you all hear a very manly dragonborn scream as wolves just dogpile on Fixstar, and he needs to roll some concentration checks real quick. Oh man, the last one. So, as the last wolf begins to gnaw on his leg, he loses concentration of the spell, and haste comes off of Sabine and Osmit. And we are both stunned and take one level exhaustion. Yep. And he is looking pretty rough. The wolves are tearing him apart. As this happens, the other four wolves try to pick out a target. Let's roll percentiles. That makes sense. I don't think there's enough room for them to attack Logan. Uh, I mean, I am still rounded. Yeah. Uh, we're going to make that Einar instead. Sorry. We did one through six. That did not work in my favor. Uh, one, two, three. So, Einar, four wolves come up to you, and I've got an 18, uh, a 19. I don't know why you're asking. Uh, one misses. So, three of them attack you. Or four of them attack you, and three of them find purchase in biting you, as their pack tactics seem to be giving them a decent advantage in biting you. So three wolf bites. So you'll take 17 damage in piercing damage as three wolves just start to dig into your calves as you beat them off with the pommel of your sword. You get one before it actually gets to bite you. You knock it back a bit. As this is happening, Osmit, you notice a small vine spontaneously come out of the ground. And I just need to check the spell here. Create a whip covered in lashes, runs out of the creature. Cool. Uh, does a 16 hit you? No. Or yes, after the haste is going off, so yeah. Okay. So the vine grabs your ankle and you take four points of piercing damage 
as this vine covered in thorns digs into your ankle and pulls you 10 feet closer to Einar into the melee of the wolves. And with that, we'll go back to the top of the initiative. Isby, what you doing? I guess I'm just stuck. Get him. Well, after after haste, you take one point of exhaustion and you're stunned for a round. Oh, and that reminds me. Technically, it's... Uh... No, it's just you don't take... Sorry, I was wrong. It's just you don't take actions till after next turn. So, just... sorry, I forgot something. Technically... Fixstar was the first one in the round. Okay. So we're going okay. we're going to do the same thing again through all these wolves biting him and everything he's going to cast the same spell. And he's going to be like a little help here please. This time. So unless you are not a willing creature, Osmit, you get the haste spell again and Einar this time you get the haste spell. Uh, sure. I'm going to be not a willing creature. Okay, so you don't take it, and it fizzles on you, and Einar, you now have the haste spell. All right? Now we'll go back up. Isby, you're up. Mm, I'm trying to Because I'm not attacking. Mm-hmm. If you move out of there. I might as well just stay. So I'm just going to be like... Aah! That'll be it. You're not going to attack anything? I thought I couldn't. I don't have an action. Can, oh. Cody, Cody, can she attack after this, or is it... We'll have to wait till... Don't I just had to skip a turn. She could still use a bonus in movement this turn, but that's it. Okay. So, I'm so, just going to struggle. Okay, you roar. Logan, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> after being attacked, I'm going to... Look at the owlbears and be like, and just, and just, is that all you have? And I'm going to keep stabbing at the owlbear. One of them cowers a little bit, the one in the back, but the other two hold their resolve against that. Go ahead and roll attacks. Uh, 16. That hits. These aren't reckless, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, hell yeah. Uh, 13 piercing and 3 lightning. So tell me how you coup de gras the alpha. Uh, I'm going to pull my arm out of its uh, beak and then grab it and I'm going to put like a finger in its eye and I'm just going to push it down to the ground and choke up on the haft of my spear and use it like a dagger and just stab it in the brain. And it dies horribly. Ugh. Uh, and then I'll turn and I will start attacking the next one. All right. So the one to your right or your left? Uh, heroes go right. So the left. All right. You're going to the left. Get him. Uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 26. Yep. That hits. Hell yeah. Uh, 13 piercing, okay. and one lightning. One lightning? Yep. All right. Uh, I needed to make a dexterity saving here. Uh, a two doesn't get there, so get him. Uh, that's six lightning damage. Okay. So once again, you find your new target, 
and just go to town with it, using your spear as a lightning rod to project lightning into said owlbear. It's too late to use a maneuver, huh? I'll let you retcon it. Yeah, I'll use just my cleave so I can hit both of them. Okay, so cleave does how much damage to the other one? Uh, it would be so I'll, it would be the same as the last one, so thirteen. So twenty total. Yeah, and then I need another D six on top of that both for both of them. For both of them. Yeah, because I add my die. Right, but you already got one with the D six. Do you get to do it again? Oh, your superiority so die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This my lightning. Right. And the superiority die. Yeah. So it's dexterity. Uh, no, 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 no. So with my cleave. Yeah. It does the 13 damage to the one and then the 13 damage to the other. Right. And then the one lightning to the one and the one lightning to the other. But the dexterity is just for the one. Okay. All right. But then I add my superiority die tool on top of whatever the 13 is because it's just the extra damage. Yeah. So tell me what it is. Six. Does it do it to both of them? Yep. All right. So that's 26 to the first one and 20 to the second one. Okay, cool. Not bad. All right. So based on Alpha Owlbear... Oh, no, sorry. Do you have anything else, Logan? Uh, I'm just going to start laughing and just just after I cleave throw, like, two more for the pile. Nice. Einar, you're up. Uh, I'm going to move over to... Fixed star, how bad does he look? So, just to be clear, there are four wolves around you. If you leave, you'll provoke four opportunity attacks. <sighs> I'm just, I want to be clear, right? Four, I, you did hear me say that four wolves were attacking you, right? How, yes, how bad does he look? Um, On a fractional scale, he looks like he's a four out of six. All right, fuck it then. Uh, I'm going to go to town on these little shitheads. All right. Uh, I'm going to reach over or reach out towards Logan and I'm going to just thematically absorb some of the lightning off of his attacks Ooh. and I'm going to go to town on these little shits. All right. So the first one's going to be 24. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Second attack's going to be... Well, so hold on. Roll the damage for the first one, please. All right. I only say this because meta knowledge wolves are not strong creatures. Uh, so it's going to be 14 damage. Yeah. Yeah. So you absorb the lightning damage from Logan. And as you bring low the sword, it seems to cut through the very magic of the wolf and it disintegrates into particles. And some of them actually spark and pop after you've finished the swing. Alright, second attack. It's gonna be a 14. Yep, that hits. Uh, this time it's only 10 damage. So, you drag your sword across the floor, swinging up at the other wolf, and it cuts very, very deep. It almost looks like the wolf fades out of existence, but still, it maintains its body. It doesn't just disappear. Okay. And then on the next one, uh, it is a 15 to hit. Yep, that hits. Same, 10 damage. Yep, that wolf disintegrates as you take the sword from low to high and high to low. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've got a bonus I want to do right now. 
Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna blow a second level spell slot and just step over to fixed star. You vanish into a cloud of thunder and lightning and appear right in front of him as he's being dogpiled by wolves. Yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, Al- Alpha Owlbear is dead. Osmit, you are up. Uh, healing word for fixed star. Okay, roll the dice. Do it at second level. Uh, that will be 11 points healed. Right, 11 points here. He's looking much better. He, you see some of the fight or the bite marks heal up, and he pushes one of the wolves off of his shoulder as your healing word seems to invigorate him. All right, and then Ray of Frost, one of the wolves by him. Go ahead and roll it. Uh, that will be 19 to hit. That hits. 10 points gold damage. So... You notice the instance with Einar where he almost Sorry, 15. Killed, oh, 15 points of cold damage. Nope, never mind, JK. Your ray of frost blows right through the wolf, and it's as if the wolf was made of air. It wisps out into the bar, and small little snowflakes fall where it once lived. Potent spellcasting is great. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Anything else from you? I'll start to hobble toward... Well, not really hobble, but... Um, lethargically maneuver towards Logan. So you move towards Logan as best you can. You get right next to him. And we'll move to Eugene. You're up. Alright, so can I see that there are vines over the door? Yeah, they're all... At this point, we've gone through one and a half rounds of combat. You can barely see small openings in the window, and the door is almost completely engrossed with these vines and they're starting to climb up onto the ceiling and cover the ceiling all right is there anything within five feet of the door outside of uh tables and bottles and shelves no all right so as my action i'm gonna cast flaming sphere in front of the door okay as my bonus action i'm gonna run my flaming sphere into the vines and then I'm going to use my movement to try to bust through the vines that I just ran my Flaming Spear into. So, correct me if I'm wrong, the damage from Flaming Spear, when it starts, you get to do damage. And then if the thing starts its turn in there, it also does damage, right? Uh, Read the spell to me. If it's turn within five feet of the spear, it needs to make a dex throw, but if it's vines, it's... Yeah, it fail. It'll fail the Dexter. I'm not going to argue that. Does it take damage from you moving it into its area? Uh, yeah, if I ram it into it, then yes. Okay, so roll that damage real quick for me. Seven. Okay, so seven damage, and you said you want to take your movement. If you move towards the door, you're going to provoke an attack of opportunity from owl bears. Are you good with that or no? I'm good with that, and my goal is to try to crash through these vines if I can, but if I just run into a wall, I run into a wall. So technically, based on action economy, and Cody, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that would be like a charge, which is usually an action to do, correct? Action and at least 10 feet of movement move. Right. So I would let you move up to the door, and then your next turn, you could use that momentum to crash into the door, but you've used your action to cast the spell and your bonus action to move it, so... 
Do you still want to do that? Yeah, I'll get up to it. All right. So as you run through this chaos that unfolds in front of you, targeting the door is your only way to get out. Uh, 17 to hit. Misses. Okay. An owlbear tries to swipe at you, but Logan reeks it or rakes it back in with his spear as the arm just barely misses your shoulder. And Come you back over here, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> and so you just make it to the door, but as that happens, we go to what Sabine is doing. Uh, one other thing is if yeah. the vines are flammable, they're I might regret this, but they'll be lit on fire. Oh, I got bad news for you, bud. Those are flammable vines. They ain't the anti-flame vines. All right, so they are on fire. Okay. The alehouse starts to catch fire. I will roll percentiles. <laughs> I will roll percentiles at the beginning of each round to see how much catches on fire. Thank you, Cody. Absolutely. Oh man. Bringing back memories. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're also playing an excellent, or we were playing an excellent D&D campaign where the Satyr's Prance Inn was my second home, and it almost burned down. Anyways, back to the back to the action. Sabine. You can only move and use a bonus action. Uh, I'm going to move closer to whichever owlbear I'm nearest. Okay. And I'm going to bonus action and... No. What are you going to bonus action do? You can't attack with a bonus action. Uh, actually, question. Can she do an offhand attack as a bonus action? If she takes out... Her hand axe. Because you have to attack and then use your bonus action for the offhand attack. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know that was the case. Offhand attack is... is... The, the prerequisite to, a, to an offhand attack is you must take the attack action. Got it, got it. You lose your action because you were hasted. Uh, I haste and then All right, never mind. Sabine uh, feels stuck in the corner of the room, slightly scared of fire. Gotcha. All right. Next on the initiative is Druid or is Secret Person Number One, and you guys hear louder chanting this time. And we'll roll some dice. So two large white bears appear over the corpse of the Alpha Owlbear, right in between you two. Are you trying to kill us? No. I am not. Uh, let's see. They look over at Logan as two Owlbears are hanging out with Logan, and they're going to attack you. Give me one second to pull up the stuff. Let's see how much more damage I can take. We're going to find out. Uh, as this happens, Isby, you get an opportunity of attack as one of the polar bears crosses your path and ignores you to go fight Logan. So go ahead and roll your attack of opportunity. All right. Nom, nom, nom. Hey! 22. 22? Yeah. 22 happens. Give it some damage. Okay. 12. So as this polar bear walks by you, you dig your teeth right into its back leg. It just almost gets out of your reach, but you clamp down and hold it firm. And it looks back at you for a second, but then turns to face Logan. And Logan, we're going to try and attack you. I'm offended. <laughs> Don't ignore me. Uh, crit fail. Rad. Uh, for the bite attack. Claws are going to come in for an 18. 
Miss. All right. Second bear comes in to back his buddy up. Uh, 19. Hits. Uh, that is one, one D eight from La Bear. You will 10 total points of piercing damage. How much was it? 10 total points of piercing damage. And then the next one is an 18, so it misses. So these two bears come in and they start to pile on Logan wherever there is free space, but only one of them gets a decent attack in. The other set of initiatives goes to the remaining wolves. Two of the wolves that you left behind, Einar, now face and turn and face Eugene, and they're going to attack Eugene. You sure? You sure they don't want to? They don't want to get in on this pile. So I'm pretty sure that there are two owl bears and two polar bears fighting you right now, Logan. I think you're good. Okay. Uh, does a 21 hit Eugene? Yes. All right. We'll roll some d4s. Uh, so you're going to take 10 points of piercing damage as the wolf bites down and clamps on your arm that's moving the flaming sphere. And the next one. Uh, 19 to hit. Hits. Alright. Uh, and I've been forgetting to do this. Uh, Eugene, I need you to make a strength saving throw as you take 8 points of piercing damage. The DC is, I think it's 11. 10. Is it 10? 10. DC 11 strength saving throw. I fail. So you are knocked prone. As two wolves kind of get on top of you and start chewing. The other four wolves are going to turn to Einar, who has now faced him, and they leave their attention from Fixstar, and they go for Einar. Uh, Hit. Hit. Oh, that was so close to your crit. Hit. Miss. All right, so three more hits. Einar. You'll take 14 points of piercing damage as all four of the wolves leave Fixstar and try to push you back. I need you to make four strength saving throws, DC 11. Hang on one sec. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, rolling that 10 plus 4. Yep, you're good there. Again, same thing. Uh, crit fail. Okay, so you're knocked prone as the wolves start to pile on top of you. And uh, with that, we'll go back to the top of the initiative. Fixstar holds his concentration on the haste spell, and then... He tells you to brace yourself, Einar. I'm on the ground. Yep. Uh, uh, too braced. I gotta... Let me double check uh, one thing. Sorry, I should have my spells more prepared. Cody, controlled fireball is 5e, right? Or it's timed fireball, right? There's delayed blast. Yeah. The only way you can really control is if you are either an evocation wizard or a sorcerer. So he's a sorcerer. Remind me again what gives him the ability. It's careful spell, right? Careful, careful spell. Yep, that's the one we're going to do. So careful spell is two sorcery points, I think. Correct. 
I am unsure. I don't play Sorcerer that much. <laughs> I, I just played one. Off the top of my head, I want to say it is two. Oh, it's not a leveled one. It's just straight two. All right, so let's say it's two, and so that makes it where if you pass the save, you were only going to take half, but if you pass the save... Incorrect. Careful spell allows you to exempt, I believe, four up to four targets. When you cast this spell... Forces other creatures to make it. You can protect some of those creatures from the full force of your spell. Seed the saving. Th they succeed the saving throw on the spell. Okay, then. So still make the saving throw because if you pass it a second time, I'll make the damage zero. I need you and. I highly doubt I passed. Yeah, just you. It's also one sorcery point. Okay. So it's 25 points of fire damage as Fixstar looks at himself, summons a ball of fire in between him and you, and just drops it on the floor. And every remaining wolf except for the two on Eugene dissipates into nothingness. And with how carefully the fireball was controlled, you only take half of that as some of the flame seems to just wash over you instead of on you. He needs so how much did you say it was? 24? 24. And he succeeds his constitution saving throw for... Because it's... Remind me again how it works. It's 10 plus... So it is either 10 or half the damage taken, whichever the DC is higher. So right. in this instance, it would be 12. Right. And so he rolled a 19, so he saves on the concentrations. And so... Whoever was hasted, Einar is still hasted, and Sabine, no, uh, you, Oz, you decided not to take it. So, Einar, you're still hasted. Okay. And then we'll go back up. So, all the wolves are dead except for the two on Eugene. Isby, you see two owl bears and two polar bears fighting Logan, and you have one of the polar bear's legs in your mouth. I'm, I'm really upset that that polar bear ignored me. I'm feeling a little offended, a little hurt. I'm going to try to boop him on the butt. Get him. Yeah. Just to be clear, this is third round? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to keep track of it for timed stuff, guards and whatnot. 16. Yep. You hit. Nine. Nine damage? Yep. So you pull your teeth out only to sink them into the other leg and you growl ferociously to the point where the polar bear actually turns around and does not ignore you as a threat anymore. Great, bitch. Anything else? No. Okay. Logan, you're up. Excellent. I'd like to continue beating the shit out of this owlbear. Get him. I dropped that one. Rad. Hold on. 17. That hits. Eleven piercing and two lightning. Yep. And then I'm gonna attack again. Yep. Sixteen. That hits. Thirteen piercing. And two more lightning. Okay, and it needs to make a deck save? Yes, please. I got you. Uh, fails. 
uh, uh, nine uh, lightning damage. Oh, two points over. How do you kill it? Uh, so I, I, uh, I slash into it and then I pull back and I jam it into the chest and then my eyes spark up and lightning runs like down my back into my arm up through, uh, up through, uh, shit, up through lightning lock. And it's just like, uh, an electrical, like stick, like a, like a, what are those things called? A taser, but (laughs) on crack. And it shocks it to death as you can see its muscles begin to spasm and the fur feathers on its body start to smoke and puff into flame as it falls over. Yeah, singeing, singeing feather and fur starts to waft throughout the room. And I'll look around. Do I get a free action? Yeah, of course you do. Where the hell are all these things coming from? And that'll be it. All right. Einar, you're up. Um, I'll get up to one knee using the sword tip to try and balance myself and get up because that wasn't fun. No, it's not. Outside, and I'll get up and I'll start booking it towards the door. Okay. So you, uh, you, if you run, it's about 40 feet to the door from where you are. And I'm hasted, so yep. I can make that, right? Yep. But you're going to get two opportunity attacks as you pass the owl bears because everything else is either on fire. You have a choice. You can run through fire to get through the other end of the bar. You can run through the owl bears. Your call. Fire. Okay. So let's just say, you know what? You're hasted. You run through it so fast that it doesn't have time to burn you. You're already partly on fire. So you take no damage as you make your way there. Do you jump over Eugene who is being eaten by wolves? Yeah. All right. So you Hi. jump over Eugene. Oh, sorry, good. Help! Help! <laughs> he, he's fine. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you jump. Ahead. You jump over Eugene, and are you trying to break through the door? Yeah. Okay. Give me a strength. Uh, give me an athletics check as you barrel into the door, full speed, haste, and I'll give you advantage since you're hasted. You know, fuck. I'll happily do that then. Uh. I can't tell if that's a 17. That is a 17. Uh, so that would be a 24. Yeah. As you jump over Eugene, you hear the sword whisper to you for a second, and lightning starts to build up in front of you. I assume you brace the, your attack with your shield, right? I don't have my shield. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, lightning still f- charges up into your shoulder as you barrel into the door sparks of lightning start to come off of your shoulder and the door just splinters into cinders and particles as you burst through it and roll out and you see an incredibly odd sight two fur bogs that look very druidic in nature with ivy and vines covering their leather robes are casting spells through small holes there you can see them looking through small holes in the vines through and they're very surprised to see you uh, I'm gonna let out a roar. Okay. And then Eldritch Blast. Yeah, you got it. Also, one other fun fact. You notice a very familiar trait among them that you are not pleased to see. Normally, furbolg hair, you've seen Osmid and you've seen others in the Lokron before. You've never seen a furbolg with white hair and blue eyes before. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he definitely lets out a roar. Alright, so first one. Is an at 20. All right, crit him. 
So it's going to be 23 damage. All right. Give me one second. He passes his concentration check as he takes a giant bolt of lightning force to the face. Uh, second one. Yep. You attacking the same one or the other one? Same one. Holy shit. Another crit? Another fucking crit. Now get him. Alright, so that one's only going to be 13. He fails that one. Cool. Really? So, as he fails his saving throw, Eugene, as you're putting up your arms to brace yourself against wolf bites and scratches, you start flailing at empty air and bright orange particles in the air as you realize that the wolves no longer exist. Uh, and then, so, haste. I get one more attack action. Yeah. Can I throw another Eldritch Blast their way? Another two? So, rules as written states you can't cast two spells uh, in the same turn as an action, no matter how many extra turns you have. But you know what? Rule of Cool says go ahead and keep blasting. So I start a blast. Uh, that one's only going to be a 9 plus... Uh, uh, so, so it's that's going to be a 14. That does not hit. So okay. as you pop off your last Eldritch Blast, this druid who's lost concentration of the spell regains his focus. Now that he's not concentrating on magic, he deftly moves to the side and gives you this terrible, terrible grimace. That's it for my turn. Okay. Next on the initiative is Osmit. I will cast a third level Cure Wounds for Logan. All right, roll them d so then I started healing. <laughs> uh, that will be 24 points. Nice heals. Back, back into the three digits, boys. And then, do we see anything from outside the door where we're at? Uh, you see the Street of Night Vale as it is. It's late in the evening. There are is something odd in the fact that nobody's out there, but that shouldn't surprise you considering the chaos that's erupting near you. You do not see the druids, though. All right, then I will. Then as far as creatures still left in here, there's just the polar bear and the owl bears. There are two polar bears <laughs> left and one owl bear, all attacking Logan. All right. Keep doing what you need to do. Well, that's helping right now, so I will actually... Booming Blade, one of them. Oh, nice. Which polar bear are you booming, Bladen? Um, whichever one looks uh, more hurt. That's the one that Isby's been gnawing on quite frequently. Alright, so while that's going on, I'll just whap it. Uh, that's only going to be a... 10 to hit, though. Uh, the For the polar bear... See here, AC is it misses. All right, that's all I got. All right, next on the initiative, Eugene. Uh, all right, so I still got two wolves on me, right? No, they disappeared oh. into a bright puff of orange particles, glowing a bit. So I am gonna go outside. Yep. And I, I assume I see the scene of Einar just blasting away. Yeah. Machine gun, machine gun Einar here. 
All right, so I'm going to look up at the roof and cast Major Image. Yep. Um, with Fixed Star up there. I like it. I like this. Um, and my illusion of Fixed Star will yell down at the two Frobolgs. Yep. This was a mistake. And just he'll start loudly, air quotes, casting a spell. Okay. What uh, does it actually have a spell save DC or only if they're close enough to actually inspect it? Right, but you're basically rolling a bluff or an intimidation, right? I am, yeah. But because it's not you and it's your spell, I want to know what your spell save DC is. That's what we're gonna do it against. I'm gonna make it a. Would you, uh, Oz? Would you make this a wisdom or a or an intelligence? It's an illusion, so it'd be an investigation check. So that's intelligence, right? Yep. All right. So go ahead and give me your spell save, DC. 15. Two wee. All right, so one of them just barely passes, and the other one crit fails. And we're going to take percentiles. So one, the one that crit fails sees him casting the spell, and while no fear visibly shows on his face, the distraction of this giant dragonborn seeing to cast a spell makes him lose his concentration on the spell. And Isby, the bear that you're biting into, and Osmet, the bear that you're swinging at, disappears along with the other one. And now an only only an owl bear is left in Ginger's alehouse with you. And, no! and the other druid turns to you. Eugene, and you realize that his purpose now is to attack you when he has the chance. Yay! <laughs> uh, and so I'll use my uh, bonus action. Yep. And run my flaming sphere into him. So just to check, is the major illusion a concentration spell and the flaming sphere a concentration spell? Oh, uh, yeah. So my my flaming sphere is dissipated. It has. It is. Burst into flames along with the rest of the alehouse. And if anyone's curious, the alehouse has not started catching fire yet. Outside of the vines that are on fire in the splintered door. Yay. This place is tacos. That's my turn. Okay. Next on the initiative is Sabine. You can attack that Albert. Oh, good. Attack that Albert. Right. You should attack that Albert. Here's the dice. I know. Thank you. It's a hopeful. Hopeful every day. 18. That hits. Roll damage. It's more than 18. <laughs> I believe it. It's 18 plus your attack bonus sweep. Well, that's true, but at least 18. 18 more. Ah! Don't eat it, Stop throwing dice out of the tray. Never. 16. Yeah. 16 damage is good. It is not down. It is or is not down. It is not down. It has taken serious damage. I'm two attacks because you're a fighter. I'm going to attack again. Go ahead and do it. Nine. Seventeen. Seventeen hits. Sixteen again. Tell me how you kill it. I like it better when you do it. As Logan literally has... The owlbear, basically Logan is choking the owlbear with one hand while he's stabbing it with the spear in the other hand. You see this 
chair that is just so perfectly placed and you get this terrible idea in your head that dwarves should be allowed to fly. So you run up, jump off the chair, putting your full weight behind the swing of your axe and almost do an entire flip as you sever the spine of the owlbear, jumping over it as Logan looks up to see you cutting through the owlbear as you land on the other side. And I dab while I do it. Uh, roll a performance check. Add your stuff to it. You do, because because you have a high charisma, because you're like, oh, I gotta be charismatic. Yeah. You are? You get plus four to performance. Eleven. It's a very nice performance. Logan, you should be impressed by this. I am impressed. I just, I'd be more impressed if she just added her stuff. <laughs> it's just the roll. All right. That's how, that's how it's been a long weekend, leave me be. So, the true, or do you want to do anything else, Sabine? Nope, I'm content. Okay. So, the other druid that has not lost his luster summons eight more wolves. And they come for you, Eugene. And I know, we'll split them evenly. Uh, 18 to hit you, Eugene. Meets. 18 again. 9 does not. 17. So two wolves get in. I need you to make two DC 11 strength saving throws or be knocked prone. Alright. Fail one. Succeed on the other. So you are knocked prone and you take 19 points of piercing damage as two of the wolves pull you down by your coattails and start ripping through. You said you have a, a yellow robe, right? Yep. They start ripping through this brand new yellow robe that you got. Einar? 19. Huh? 19. 19 damage. Okay. Einar? Uh, critical? 19. Miss. And a hit. So we'll do... So that was three. Do the math. You'll take 23 points of piercing damage. I need you to make three strength saving throws, DC 11. First one off the bat is a 14. Yep, you're good. Make two more. Sorry, wait. No, it was 11 because it's just strength, right? Not athletics. Yeah, it's a strength saving throw. So if you're not proficient in strength saving throws, it's just your flat die plus your... Strength modifier, I think. Oh, then then I fail. Okay. Because it's... Oh, wait, no, no. I'm, I mean, because I didn't change it on my fucking... Because I'm in it. Okay. Uh, so it's... It was 7 plus 4, so it's 11. Okay, so you're good. Uh, the next one was a flat 14. And then a 15 on the die. Okay. So we're good. You're All good. Right. Yep. The second druid is going to start running in fear. And we are at the top of the initiative in the fourth round. And so this is where stuff happens. So Fixstar starts to push past some of the vines, close up the wounds on himself. And everybody in the room, you see him open the palms of his hand and blow out glowing yellowish gold light onto all of you, casting Mass Healing Word. Everybody is going to gain 
19 hit points. Does that include Einar and Eugene? It's, I think it's five creatures on. Six creatures, yep. So, and you guys are like right outside of the threshold of the door. So, everybody gets 19 points. I just went from two to 21. And as this happens, you two outside notice it get very cold. And black smoke starts to come out of one of the alleyways next to Ginger's alehouse. And two gravekeepers appear. The one druid that's running away gets his chest in here. How do I put this artistically? Tomba, the gravekeeper, reaches inside of that druid's chest and pulls out a pack sphere. And that's where we'll stop. And we'll let everybody take some actions. You notice, the two of you notice that the other druid sees this, breaks his spell, and begins to run out towards the city of Nightvale, towards the main street. Oh, do we just get to pick? Like, can we just... Yeah, so we are out of combat, right? The last druid decided not to fight. He's running away. So unless you guys want to hold initiative... I just want to scream in hyena <laughs> I mean, if he's running, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot him in the back. Okay, go ahead. You've done some serious damage to him. I'll give you two shots. All right, so that's gonna be uh, twenty-two. Yep, that hits. It's gonna be ten damage. He is not looking good. And the second one is gonna be nineteen. Okay, that hits. And that's gonna be eight damage. Oh man! Well, so. As your last Eldritch Blast pops off, he stops running and falls face first into the dirt. He does not look like he's moving, and he's twitching a little and bleeding out. You got it by two health points, by the way. I would like to make sure everybody's okay in the room. Wait, is, are there owlbears there? The, the I mean, their bodies are strewn across Ginger's alehouse floor. Rad, I'm going to go over to the Alpha, and I'm going to take a thing full of feathers, and I'll pull them out. Give me a survival check. You can choose survival or nature. Uh, I'm going to go with survival, and that's a 14. So as you pull some of the feathers out, at first you break them as you pull them out, realizing that they seem to be really well embedded into the skin of the owl bear. But after the first couple handfuls, you realize that if you press down with one hand and pull with the other, you can remove the entire stem of the feather without breaking it. And you get a couple of good handfuls of them. Cool. I'll put one in one of my new braids and I'll start walking out. Okay. Uh, what else? Anybody else doing anything? Fixstar seems to be brushing himself off and collecting pieces of like broken bottles, picking things up. I'm gonna in a haze walk back into the bar and grab both of those bottles of mead and then walk back out. Give me one second to see if they survived. They did survive. They seem to be two of the only unbroken bottles in the alehouse. <sighs> yeah. I wanna. Oh, Mike wants to do something. His mic's not working. 
Yeah, okay. I'll wait. Look, Sarah, do you want to do something real quick? Yes, I want to run around and found fluffy dog form and galp around and see if anyone will pet me. I don't like running around and like nudge people's hands and see if I can go belly rub. Is this a fetish? No. So, just to be clear, the only people the only people in the bar are you and your party and Fixstar. And when you come up to Fixstar, he gladly rubs your belly. Yeah, Fixstar. And then after that, I'll just go back to Isby. I'll kind of like shake it off and look at it, look at everybody like before. You got it. Mike, you back, buddy? He's back, but his mic's not working still. I'm curious what happened. It was working fine when we were dancing. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to yeah, so I see, I see it. So... Until you get your mic working, I'll speak for Mike. So Mike tries to cast Spare the Dying on the Druid, and your spell gets blocked. As you go to cast Spare the Dying, you notice the small boy, I think you were present for it, you notice Reaper, the Gravekeeper, shoots out a blast of black energy that blocks your spell. And you still approach him and start to bind his hands as the two Gravekeepers come over. Einar, as this happens, you notice that Tomba is wiping off his hand, and holding a very fresh packed sphere in his hand as he's wiping the blood off of it. And they're approaching the other druid. Yeah, I just start drinking. Okay. Oz, Sabine, you guys want to do anything? Nothing I can think of. I'd like to go inspect the bodies. Okay. Do you want to go to the one that hasn't been uh, whatever the equivalent of chest evisceration is? Or do you want to go to... The one that has been eviscerated. I mean, I feel like they're about to do another chest evisceration, so I'll start with the one that has been. Okay. Uh, go over to the one without the chest evisceration. Look, we found this pack sphere. <laughs> we need 1,200 gold pieces, please. All right, so you go look at the chest evisceration one, the one who has already been severe. He ain't coming back. Uh, and from what you can tell... It's definitely a Furbolg of Lokeron, but not from a tribe that you recognize. His face is not familiar, and the clothes that he wears would suggest that he's from somewhere in Lokeron, but it's weird that you don't know what tribe he's from. I'm going to look for any sort of markings of status within the clan, so any sort of trophies of a hunter. Uh, you stick for... Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me an investigation, unless you're just doing a general one. While he's looking at the bodies, I'd like to walk up to Eugene and hand him the second bottle and try to lock eyes with him. Gonna take a long pull. Respect. 15. All right, so, Osmit, as you kind of rifle through the robes, you notice the leaves that were kind of sewn into these living branches that were sewn into his robe start to wilt and die along with him. And you pull out some pieces of bone and some small relics that would suggest he was a shaman of the tribe. He has a couple of medicine pouches filled with healing herbs. And other than that, no real identifiers. Again, very strange. But you can piece together that he was a shaman or a magic man of his tribe. That's fine. I'll take the cloak and the medicine pouches. Okay. 
you gather both up. Anybody else want to do anything? Uh, good. Did my um, fun weapon disappear at the end of the battle? Ask Eugene. Eugene! Yep. Oh, then I just look at my hands, sad and empty. Thinking about Sorry. what could be. Uh, as she looks at her hands, I'm going to walk over and I'm going to put one of the feathers in there. Like, this is for uh, killing an owlbear. Good job. And then I'll walk over to his and I'll be like, and here's one. F- it's an owlbear feather. <gasps> to, to kill trophy. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. You guys are getting some cool trophies. I would like to walk outside. I'm like, Isby, your friends are out here. They're being real sad. <laughs> she runs out. All right. Isby, you're outside. So as this all transpires, you notice the two gravekeepers, Tomba and Reaper. And Isby, you notice that Tomba's health seems to have come back to him. He's back to the full-bodied gravekeeper that he once was. They flip over the body. And they don't go straight for killing him. In fact, Reaper seems to be talking to him a bit, even though the body is cold and still. I'd like to approach. Okay. So, Osmit, you approach, and you can tell right off the bat that there's some kind of necromantic spell going on. Something similar to speak with the dead, but without the limitations. The body is animated, and the Druid seems to be in full control of his faculties, except for the fact that he's paralyzed. What shocks you the most is you recognize this Furbolg specifically, as he was from your tribe and he was present when you left. And his name is Ripevine. As he's not looking at you and speaking to Reaper, you take all this in. Yeah, I'll just listen in on the conversation if they'll obey me. They, Tomba barely gives you a side glance, and Reaper is so engrossed in casting the spell and talking to the druid that he doesn't notice your presence. And you hear the conversation going on as Reaper's like, so you really won't tell us where he is? No, I won't. He gave us a chance to protect the forest. I will not betray him. All right. If you're going to be like that, we're just going to have to take your life away from you. Is that what you really want? Go ahead. I've made my peace with the forest. And he looks to Tomba, and you see Tomba starting to writhe his hands together. And every time one hand goes over the other, a small wisp of black smoke begins to cover them. As this continues, assuming you don't stop it, his entire hand becomes enveloped in what seems to be black smoke. It suddenly yeah, hardens. Like walk up to him and smack his hands. You smack Tomba's hands. Just want to be clear, you're smacking his hands and not literally any other part of his body. No, I'm literally. So sorry, Eugene, what do you do? Oh, well, you cut off at the end there. I smack his hands and not literally what? So I just want to be clear, you see this, he's casting a spell of some kind of necromancy on his hands, and you want to smack his hands and not any other part of his body. Correct, just like a stop that, but hard. Alright, do me a favor and roll a constitution saving throw. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
So I want you to know this spell was not meant for you, but you touched him. Well, literally, yeah, you know, literally on the only point where the spell was active. Uh, twenty-one. All right. All right. So you pass. You take 14 points of necrotic damage as the spell transfers from Tomba's hand into your fingernails and you see black, you see your veins turn black for a second and your hand wither as Tomba turns the spell off and goes, what are you doing, stupid elf? I wanted to talk to him. You could have said something. You did not need to touch the magic. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I gathered that, that really, that kind of hurt. How bad's Eugene looking right now? Eugene can tell you. Uh, mildly battered. Uh, I'll walk up to him and I'll pump him 25, lay on hands. So, I'm feeling very pumped. As this happens, you notice Tomba casts the spell again, and he looks at you, Eugene. Don't interfere with Gravekeeper business. Fixstar. Take your man and hold him. And you hear Fixstar in the back. Eugene, don't interfere. I think those are worth 1,200 gold each. Tomba gives you a very nasty smile, Logan. He says, oh, you will be paid. Don't worry, Logan. I, I was just joking around, Toby. You ain't, you ain't got to look at me like that. <laughs> and Reaper at this point kind of bends down and kisses the forehead of the Furbolg and closes his eyes. And right before the spell dissipates, Ripevine gives you one look, Osmit, and looks visibly sad for a second. And then the spell dissipates and you can see what little magic was left leave his body. I'll use what moment I had to at least soften my expression and try to convey that no judgment in my eyes. You, that, that's good. I like that. We'll leave that at that. Tomba begins to cast the spell again. All right, elf, say something to him before I rip out his pack sphere. So I'm going to shoot a look up at Tomba and go, what? You said you wanted to speak with him. Go now and speak to the dead druid before I rip out his pack sphere. So I'm just kind of staring at Tomba in awe for a second. And I'm just going to look at him and say, did you send them? Who? The druids? Why would we send them? We are hunting them. Okay, just figured I'd ask. He's got a pack sphere. You seem to be, you know, kind of wheeling and dealing those. And uh, okay, so druid. And with that, Tomba casts the spell, reaches about wrist deep into the chest of the druid, and plucks out a pack sphere. He rolls both of the new pack spheres in his hands, kind of like uh, medicine balls. And wipes off the blood from his hand. Fixstar come. Oh, go ahead. That was it. Just a sigh. Okay. Fixstar comes up and says, "Where's Grim? Why are you two so late? Believe it or not, Fixstar, we do have other things that we need to do in the city. 
there are pressing matters for gravekeepers outside of having dinner. This was important. We were talking about a plan to get rid of you-know-who. Ah, well, it looks like your plan is working great. You bring us pact spheres, and as the barbarian asked, you will receive your payment. Oh, uh, well, we were talking about trying to find you so that we could discuss a way to trap Fenris. Right, guys? Yes. I, I also want to talk to Kipper. Well, okay. You can step in now or step in later. Your choice. I'm good in there. Okay. Uh, for the time being, I'd like to just start gathering the two bodies. Nobody stops you. In fact, Reaper begins to help you, and he whispers to you, Hey, um, Ripevine knew you, and I just want you to know he was sad when he saw you. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but not now. Oh, okay, okay, I'll just help you with the body. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And so, you gather the bodies... Do you want to do anything specific with them? Um, I'd like to see if I could procure a cart somewhere, whether purchase it from a merchant or just <laughs> maybe even just take one. I was about to say, so in your direct vicinity, there are a couple of abandoned carts. No one to purchase them from, though. That's fine. I'll leave. Uh... <laughs> I mean, leaving five silver on the ground wouldn't really help. So, yeah, I'll just take the cart. Okay. You take the cart and you put the two bodies on. Reaper helps you. And as this transpires, Tomba kind of looks at all of you and is like, So, we're here. What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, in no simple matters, we were discussing how we were going to capture Fenris. And this might be better done not out in the open after a giant scene is caused and it's at this point you all can hear the clinking of heavy metal armor of the guards and logan and sabine specifically hear the mass yellings of a grumpy old dwarf named nilo nara from what seems to be a very long distance off and somehow you can still hear him uh, uh oh go ahead Link. Uh, i can go take care of nilo nara me and me and uh sabine can go He's got a he's got a thing for her. <laughs> Don't bother. We'll just come by the guild. What time do you want to meet Fixstar? Um well, as soon as possible, so we can get this plan underway. Okay. We'll be there soon. When when is soon? What do you mean? And at this point Oz Reaper kind of says, We gotta go now. Bye. We'll be there when we'll be there, Fixstar. Don't worry about us. And he starts to walk away with Reaper. So, Isby, if you want to say something, now's your chance. Yeah, I want to run up real quick and be like, I thought you were dead. He turns around. Ah, child, you're not dead yet. It's always good to see you. And no, I'm not dead. I was never in danger of dying. I am a gravekeeper, child. I cannot die. I want to take the locket and be like, I I understand what this means, but I still think it's best to stay with you. Because I, under, I understand it. It means so much. He pauses for a second and looks at the locket with some sadness. 
and then he tries to push it back to your chest as you hold it out with both hands. He pushes it back into your chest. I gave it to you for a reason, child. Don't spit on my gift. I would never, never, ever want to intend that. I just, it me. I know the gravity of this. Really? Just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying that means so much. Really quick, Isby. Did you see what was inside of it? Yeah, the picture of his daughter. Yeah, you saw what his daughter was, though, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Yeah, it's still like I thought he was dead. He was dying. Nope. He gave it to you because you remind him of his tiefling daughter. Anyways. So. I still. He's not dead, so I want to make sure he didn't want. No, so he just looks at you. He's like, don't spit on my gift, child. It means a lot. That's the only gift worth giving. I have to go now. Try not to die. It would make me sad to bury you. I'll do my best. And he gives you, if you don't resist, he kind of tries to pat you on the head as a father would a daughter. And Okay. He pats you on the head. And the first time ever, you see him give a smile that's somewhat sincere. It's not his deadly smile of a gravekeeper. It's not his evil, malicious smile. It's a fatherly smile. As he grabs Reaper by the arm and says, Come, boy. We have what we need. Back to Grim. And... (laughs) issues (laughs) that's fair and you see them walk into the alleyway that einar saw them come from and disappear into shadow their footsteps get lighter and lighter until they just disappear and at that point nilo nara comes huffing out from one of the corners what in the hell is going on here and why is it always fucking you And he points to every single one in the group as a contingent of 20 heavily armored plate hornets come up behind him. Hey, boss. Yeah. Boss. You know, if I was your boss, you'd be in so much trouble. But luckily for you, I'm going to go yell at your fucking boss. Vicstar, you've got some... Nilo, Nilo Nara. Come on. We were attacked. We were just here eating dinner. And then all of a sudden, bears come out of nowhere. Owl bears, polar bears, some wolves. We were just trying to defend the city, like you taught me. Isn't that, it, it, that right, uh, Sabine? We were just trying to... T- t- tell me, Lunara. What do you want from me? We were just here to eat. And then we got attacked, isn't that right? Absolutely. Do you not see the A all over the floor? Do you think I would just let that happen? So he stops midpoint and mid swear graph at you, Logan. And as soon as Sabine starts talking to him, he puts the finger down and his tone and face soften quite a lot. And he goes, well, at first I didn't believe the story, but suddenly it has a lot of credibility. So I'm going to go look. <laughs> I'm going to go look in that bar. And if there's our bears in there, you know what I'm going to do, Logan? I'm going to turn around and I'm going to let the Omni Repair Guild handle it. The whole thing. What do you say, bud? Well, I'm going to be honest. I don't know too much about repair. Fixstar? Fixstar just is sweating bullets and he's like, if Nilonara is giving us an option not to go to jail, we should then take yes, it. We will handle it. Because that's the Omni Repair promise. So... At the end of Logan's Omni Repair Promise, you notice all of the guards, like, satchel their halberds on their backs, and Nilonara comes in and takes a peek, and you just hear one, 
Yeah. I see the owl bears. Reminds me of Ambistat. Well. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you guys have fun with that. Guess you're off the hook this time. And he kind of gives a slight nod to Sabine as he passes. Milady. And he goes, boys, we're done here. This is Omni Repair business. And that's guild business. That ain't none of our fucking business. Let's get back to work. And they leave. And you are left there. Oz has a cart with two dead furbogs on it. The Ginger's Ale House is broken and slightly singed. And at some point, 2,400 gold is going to find its way to you. What do you guys do? Uh, before Neil and Ara goes, uh, I want to stop him. Uh, hey, boss. Yeah, what do you want, boy? I might be stopping in for some training later, okay? Yeah, you know where the grounds are. I ain't gonna stop you. I appreciate it. He nods, and then he kind of... Okay. Have you heard a guy named Quill? We've been through this. I fucking hate Quill. Alright, good. Just making sure. Just double-checking. I hit my head, and I couldn't remember if we talked about it. Yeah. No. I fucking hate Quill. I hate paperwork. I hate Quill. And if I had my way, well, you know what? We're not going to talk about that here. There's polite company. And he leans to the side of you and winks at Sabine. You have a good day, miss. And he turns around and leaves. <laughs> All right, bye, boss. Yeah, fuck you too. And he leaves. <laughs> my hero. <laughs> and at that, you see Fixstar visibly, like, shrivel and kind of fall and sit on the ground. What in the nine hells happened to us? Why did druids from Brokoron attack us? And, whew. Well, they had pack spheres, so I assume the Benris. Yes, but what on earth would have convinced a furbog druid from Brokoron to attack us? Even, even with the pack spheres, Osmit, what possible reason could they have? Well, if you think about the fact that the Nantuka and the Godwood and basically everything in Lokoran, the Dryads not protecting the borders the way they should, people going in and out, things are changing a lot, fixed are. And while I'm doing this, I um, have a blanket covering the cart and the grappling hook I have slammed into the bottom and now tying a harness around myself. I'm getting too old for this. Things are changing a lot. He kind of accepts your reasoning, but you can tell he's not satisfied with it. These might be better questions for the gravekeepers. Right. Which they're just going to show up when they well please. Ugh, you know what? Maybe maybe I was too gung-ho about this. Maybe we need to take a step back. Do we really have time for that? I didn't think we did, but apparently the gravekeepers think we have all the time in the world. Uh, yeah, a little bit of rest might do us good. I mean, we really can't do anything until the gravekeepers show up. I've clearly not been successful at gathering information as you all seem to just have it fall in your lap. So maybe we just wait 
and see what happens. I don't like it, Isby, but unless you have a better suggestion, our goal was to find the gravekeepers. They showed up, heard that we had a plan, and left. What could be more pressing than dealing with Fenris? This, and I'll continue to walk. So, uh, real quick, DM, is there a spot for a harness hook up to a saddle horse? Sure. I'm going to use fine speed and summon my horse. All right, so, Osmond, as you continue to walk, you notice a portal open up and a horse pop out of it. A very familiar horse, in fact, as it slowly trots by you to walk towards Einar, who is behind you. I'm, I'm, I'm walking towards it, and I'm going to, yeah. like, stop stop uh osmit and say hey let me hook him up i'll help you i appreciate that but i feel like this is my fault it might be your fault but it's going to take a heck of a i'm going to hook him up for you you can take him i'll stop being stubborn then good and i'll i'll hook up Olum to the cart and i'll pat him on the on the head and say, hey, take care of Osmond, okay? Yes. I mean, this, so this all transpires. Anybody else want to say anything? Or are we headed, uh, Osmond, where are we headed? Uh, I am actually headed towards Lokorov. Okay. So you're headed out of the city. Anybody, do you tell anybody this or do you just head in that general direction? Um, I mean, I knew where it was going. I figured. Yeah, I'm not really going to say anything. Okay. So you all see Osmit and Einar start heading off towards the central gate in the King's Square of Nightvale, at least in that direction, whereas Fixstar kind of dusts himself off and is basically speaking to himself at this point, but is like, all right, so our plan is to get clean and relax and wait for the gravekeepers. I guess that's what we're going to do. Uh, I've actually got some business that I need to take care of. We were talking earlier about teleportation circles. So the nearest teleportation circle here would be in the Law and Ledger Guilds district, but... Wait, what am I saying? So we're all just going to go our separate ways and wait for the gravekeepers. That's really what we're going to do right now. Uh, Fixstar, I, I need to go home for just a bit. You said we were taking a little bit of time. You you know how you can contact me? It, it was your suggestion, sir. I was being facetious. And you can just see him visibly give up. You know what? You're right. I will contact you when I have news. And he kind of gets a bit gruff about it, but it's the feeling of being defeated, but knowing there's nothing he can do. And he begins oh. to walk back to the guild. Well, before you go, Fixstar... Uh, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go home, I, I believe Isby's gonna go with me. That's uh, fine. Uh, is there, would it be worth it for me to talk to the elders to get help? I, I'm not familiar with your elders, Logan. I assume that the Storm Tribe clerics have great power, but unless you're going to bring them here to help us fight... I don't see what they will give you, but I'm not going to stop you. And he seems to be getting a bit terse. I am going to try and be proactive while we just sit on our thumbs. Well, that, that's what I was going to do. I'm trying to be proactive. Well, and 
gather allies or a way to gather artifacts to a power to be able to fight Fenris. Well then, go ahead. There are plenty of teleportation circles that will take you there for cheap. Um, can I count this as a business endeavor? <laughs> His eyes narrow. Of course you can, Logan, and I assume you'll want some capital for it, won't you? No, I, I'm just messing with you. I'm gonna look over, I'm gonna be, can I be standing behind him looking over the shoulder and being like, no, no, we, do you have enough coins for a teleportation circle? Do you know how much they are? Yeah, they're like 50 gold. Yes, I think this is a business expense. We're going to provide help and resources. So, according to Isby, we need some sort of capital. So, he reaches into his coin pouch, and as he reaches into his coin pouch, you notice that Eugene walks up. What's up, buddy? Uh, so, Fixstar, I'll, um, I'll meet you back at Omni Repair. I'm not, I don't know that I have anywhere to go, but I'm gonna go start fixing some of the fire, uh, fire that I started in there. Don't bother, Eugene. I have two dwarves that will fix everything. I have a good deal with them. You, and he points to Logan and Sabine, you got us out of a night in the Nightvale Hornet's Dungeon. That in and of itself is worth every penny for fixing Ginger's alehouse. We may not be allowed back, assuming she finds out that we were the cause of it, but the money and the work is not a problem. It would have taken much longer and more money to get us out of jail. Well, I can, I can fix a bit up with magic. I'll just smooth a bit over. Well, I'll Eugene, meet you back there. Eugene, that's fine. Eugene, you said you don't have anywhere to go. Why don't, why don't you come with me? Me and his, you can see where we grew up. I'm, uh, have you ever been to the Stormspire? No, but I really just need a break. And by the way, I'm lying, so do I need to roll deception? So if you are actively deceiving, yes, you do. Okay. I mean, I have no other choice but to believe you. You've never shown me otherwise. That's fair. So only if someone has reason to doubt you. That's that's true. By a general rule, when it's player v player, I usually just go with whatever the player wants to believe. Yeah, I agree with that. You've, you've never lied to me before, and you've never shown me a reason for me to doubt you. So. And Fixstar, Fixstar has doubted you enough to where he's not going to continue to do it. Because Because we're friends. So I'm just going to give him the... Home. As, much as, yeah. as much as I would truly love and enjoy that, I really do just need a break. All right, buddy. I'm just going to give him a weak smile. We won't be gone for too long. Stay, stay safe. And you know how to contact us if something happens. Yep. So I'm going to head back over to the... Uh, tavern and start casting mending a little bit here and there until everybody takes off okay so we'll play it like this uh based on time uh sabine really quick do you have any immediate endeavor you want to get involved in uh is fixstar going back to the guild yes so she's gonna walk with fixstar back to the guild and all the mini tales of how she's a jail <laughs> You know what? You actually improve Fixstar's mood. So the way we'll work this is as you make it to the guild, Fixstar initially is listening to you but grumbling the whole time. But by the end of it, he seems truly 
interested in your story. And just as you reach the door of Omni Repair, he lets out a chuckle as if there aren't problems in the world. No. Logan and Isby, you guys for right now, head back to your respective bunks, wherever you want to go and get ready for the trip. Uh, Fixstar gives you several locations, all the same price, but several places that you could leave from Nightvale uh, using a teleportation circle. And I'll give you guys that information next session. Osmit, uh, and I'll just double check. Einar, are you accompanying Osmit regardless of where you think he's going? I am not. I I lent him my horse to make the trip easier and faster. Okay. So, Osmit, at some point, you and Einar part ways. Einar, do you want to say anything? No. Okay. You part ways, and as the night begins to set in, you make your way towards Lokoron with one lonely horse and a cart with two dead druids of Brokolon. Lokoron. Of Lokoron. Wow. And Einar, what are you doing? Um, honestly, I was thinking about surveying the damage, but that can wait. Okay. Probably head back to the guild. All right. So you head back to the guild and for convenience's sake, you make it not long after Sabine and Fixstar get there as Sabine took a pretty circuitous route so she could tell a few more stories. And so I got Osmit, I got... Logan, I got Isby, I got Sabine, I got Einar. So Eugene's the only one left, right? Yep. So as I'm walking back to Omni Repair by myself, I take out the medallion from Fenris and start concentrating on it. So as you concentrate on it, it begins to get cold. Do me a favor and make a wisdom check. Roll d20 and add your wisdom. Save or just modifier? Let's just a modifier. It's not an attack. 11. So you hear the faintest. It's almost imperceptible for you, but you hear a guide is coming for you. And what's your passive perception? 14. As you continue to scrape up broken pieces of wood and plank from Ginger's alehouse. And by the way, nobody has come in the near vicinity since everyone's left. It's almost been dead silent, which is somewhat strange. You would have figured somebody would have either drunkenly stumbled by or somebody would have come to check on the alehouse. It has been silent this entire time. When you hear from behind you a wheezing sound and a rasping laugh that's like... (laughs) Uh, Do you turn around? I do. You see a somewhat emaciated black wolf with yellow eyes and a broken jaw sitting there looking at you. Yes. He whisper. he does that raspy laugh again that <laughs> and he turns around and begins to walk and he turns to see if you follow him. I follow him. Cool. And we'll end it right there with Eugene walking off with a strange wolf that he just met. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this story. My name is Scott Riley. I'm your story master, and we're going to outro this bitch. We'll start with Osmit. Good night, everyone. Followed by Sabine. Sweetest of dreams, my pretties. Uh, Logan, get him. Good night, my dudes. Einar. Good night, everybody. Isby. Happy puppy dog tail taps. 
Happy puppy dog tail taps. And last but not least, uh, Eugene. I hope this goes well. Oh, man. Have you learned nothing? All right, everybody. Night. Night. Good night. Good night.